Welcome to the Two Idiots Sound Recording Commentary, where you get to listen to us two idiots talking during a movie, filling your mind with all sorts of facts and not-so-useful words. First up for the attempt here is going to be 1984's The Terminator. That would be the original Terminator, not one of the many, many movies spawned off of it, or any of the wannabe Terminator movies that have super similar names but are not the Terminator in quality or coolness. Damn you, Asylum! And if you happen to have a copy of The Terminator, we are actually going to be syncing this audio on here so you, too, can enjoy listening along as though you have two idiots right there trying to ruin a movie by talking through it. <laughs> we are those like guys, people. Yeah, we I mean, are those guys. People like director commentary. Why wouldn't they want to listen to us? <laughs> I think we're funnier. Oh, yeah, definitely better looking. Okay, so, do you want to give us a countdown here? Ready? Three, two, one. And here we go. For some reason, that lion has a dear place in my heart. A movie would not be the same without him yelling at me every time it starts. I don't even think that company is around anymore, is it? Yeah. It is? I don't remember yeah. seeing that lion in forever. Bang, I used to see it on like every third around. movie you watched. Probably just update the dang thing so it doesn't look as noticeable. Oh yeah, it's totally CGI now. Uh, I don't know why. I that's that old one. On. I might could understand, you know, 20th Century Fox changing theirs because, you know, you don't want to make it seem like your movie's coming from the past. Los Angeles. 2029 AD. I still want to know when we're getting the Terminator with the actual lasers and the futuristic sci-fi fighting. I know, right? That was one thing I I, I love about classic sci-fi is guns with bullets and blood splatters were too violent, so everything was lasers. Also, note, the police beacons on top of that robot. It was blinking blue and red. It wanted you to pull over, and you did not pull over. Let's face it, lasers are just more fun to watch than bullets, anyways. Text wall. We don't need to read this out loud. People can read it for themselves. If not, oh well. Tonight, let's Machines, nuclear fire, the war. Yeah, stereotypical apocalyptic future opening. The story. Although, of if you were like me, when you were a little kid and you ran into this while your dad was watching and you missed that little bit, you had no idea what was going on. There's that sound, man. Bum, 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 bum. Great way to wake up in the morning while you're in the shower. Slowly do the Terminator rise while singing that music out loud. Yes, sir. You feel like a king the rest of that day. Lance Henriksen. Isn't that, uh, Bishop? From the yep. Alien movie? The so guy that was in... This actually Alien. has two people that were also in Aliens. Because yep. that would be Lance and... Uh, I can never remember his name. Hex. Hey, on. Michael... I can't pronounce this, but Bing? Yeah. Bingo. It was like the first name that popped up, but by the time I got to saying it, you know? And Linda Hamilton, she was in some other stuff too, wasn't she? Yes. 
Yeah, she was. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I know she was in a bunch of movies. James Cameron. Some good movies. Uh, Linda Hamilton, Dante's Peak, obviously T2, and then a bunch of other random movies, Mr. Destiny, Club Med, Black Moon Rising. You know who else is in this first Terminator movie? Who else? The first guy to get killed by both a Terminator, a Predator, and an alien. Bill Paxton? You know it. At least if my memory serves me right. Well, I'm trying to think of the only other person in this movie that was in those yeah. those other movies. That actually means there's three separate people in this movie that were also in another Cameron movie. Because if I remember right, the second Aliens was Cameron, wasn't it? Yes, the second Aliens one was. But who else are you referring to? We got Lance Hendrickson. Uh, Lance Hendrickson, Michael, Michael and also Paxson, because Paxson was Hudson. Game over, man. We're fucked, man. Game over. Game over. For sure, man. Although, if, I guess technically, didn't this one come out first? Yeah, timeline here is a little fuzzy. So really, they were all in this one first. Yes. So. Yeah. Because Alien didn't come out. Pretty sure. Aliens didn't come out until 1986. Yeah, so. I also did not realize Bill Paxton was in Titanic. Yeah, Bill Paxton is one of those guys that just pops up all over. Arnold ass. You know, that was originally supposed to be O.J.'s ass. But they felt that he was too nice of a guy to be portrayed as a ruthless, cold-blooded murderer. Go figure. Billy Paxton. Tire Marks. I like the use of the shadows hiding all the dangling bits. Yeah. They weren't too scared of that back in the day. No. No, they weren't. Of course, I think they were a little more Speaking of Mr. Paxton, hello, Paxton. The tire mark and everything. Nothing says badass like a motorcycle tire running down your face. Mm -hmm. Except for a knife. Oh, and first and good old heart ripping out of the chest. And we get to couple Arnold up so we don't have to watch his ass anymore. Sorry, ladies. And however female in the audience just went, oh. I don't think any of them did, to be honest with you. I could be wrong. I could be wrong.
Can you imagine the poor guy that had to sit there for however many hundreds of hours it took, individually drawing in every one of those lightning bolts in every frame? Because not like today, where you just click yeah. lightning, throw it on a computer, overlay it, done, there you go. We just spent $25,000 to cover up a roll of duct tape. No. Some poor guy had to sit there and draw all this crap out. Yeah, but, you know, it still it holds up, you know? That's what I'm saying, though. Like, can you imagine the poor guy that had to painstakingly put the love and effort and everything into drawing all this crap? Nowadays, these people got it easy, and they can't even get right. Eh, well, some of them do a good job of it. Second ass we've had to see today. 80s man, full of a lot of ass. Yeah. And pantless hobos. Of course pantless hobos. You know what? When he shouted, all I could think of was, uh, Carl Winslow. <laughs> he just has that voice to him, you know? I wonder if it is. Because every time I see that guy in a movie, he's always a cop. Nah, that's totally not the same actor. No, same it's voice. totally not totally the same different. actor, but he does, he is very reminiscent. Never did answer the question. <laughs> oh, another one of those great movie plot lines that could have been solved by just answering one single question. Although I do I do have to wonder, you would think a store with this much merchandise in it would have had a better lock. Or Did that cop have his gun back? Yes. Where the hell did he get that from? <laughs> Apparently he carries two. Oh, man. I never noticed that one before. Maybe he took one of the other guys. What I love, though, is he comes in to rob clothes and ends up looking more like a hobo when he leaves than when he entered. So oh. this time he's a hobo with Nikes. Product placement. I mean, you could afford an escalator. You think you could have afforded a better lock. Well, it never really shows how he got that chain open. So, I mean, if he shot it, I mean, what you're going to do? You know, you can't get a better lock that's bulletproof. It's just a little convenience store. Well, actually, fun tidbit, if you shoot a deadbolt, most of the time, there's like a good 70% chance you're going to jam that deadbolt permanently locked. That would come in handy. Not suspicious. You should have used a master lock. It wouldn't have been a problem. (laughs) 
And this is when the trend of hiding your guns in the trench coat started. Actually, I do think this is one of the first movies to use that. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure it happened all the time. Man. Back in the day, you know. The cops are coming. I better look really conspicuous. Well, let's face it. He does blend in with all the hobos. Do you know that this movie was postponed for nine months due to Schwarzenegger's commitment to Conan the Destroyer? I did not know that. Yeah. Also another so, good movie. So, so during this time, he worked on another film called Aliens. Oh, convenient. Maybe that's why a lot of the same cast appeared. I was just about to say, gee... I wonder how that worked out. Although it also makes you wonder if he thought at all about putting Arnold into a role in Aliens. I have no idea. We'll have to find out when we review Aliens. Yeah. Cold diner gigs. Dun, 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 dun. Those are some mean-looking boots. They are. It's got that very punk biker look. Although it is amusing that although this one actually sets it all up, everybody doesn't really remember the initial punk biker look. Everybody always remembers the second Terminator look, where it's just the straight, normal leather jacket, leather jacket. Leather pants. And another one that gets me is one of the favorite quoted lines from the second movie. It is actually from this movie. Everybody quotes, I'll be back to the second movie. Yet, to me, this is the movie is from. He it, says, I'll be back and rams a car through from the police station. I mean, come on. How much more impact do you need? Well, most of the uh, quotes we've seen from Yeah. It, it's very modern day, though, because people would just go and let kids dump ice cream in people's pockets. Don't know what kind of ice cream that was. Uh if only it was so easy to get guns in New York. It, it almost looked like it was Sherbert. Him. He's been in other movies, too, but I can't place it off the top of my head. Oh, well, that guy's been in everything. Um, Right now I'm thinking... Uh, was it The Burbs? Ha. The movie with Tom Hanks takes place on He's the garbage man. Poor guy. It was so nice to him. Just wanted to make a sale. 
very less suspicious looking now. Found himself a normal shirt. Come on, man. He was walking probable cause. Oh, the Asian did seem a little suspect of him. A little suspicion going on there. Man, these guys would be screwed nowadays. Phone books just... I don't even think they really exist anymore. There's no phone booths for that matter. Yeah, not so much anymore. Of course, again, they are out in the middle of the city. I would assume a more popular city than most we got around here. Actually, I'm not really sure. Where is this set? This? L.A. L.A. Well, I know in the beginning it's set in L.A., but I didn't know where the back-end time parts was actually supposed to be set. It, it was, it was um, both of them are set in L.A., and, interesting tidbit, most of the movie was filmed in L.A. Alrighty. Yeah. One, um, one afternoon during a break in filming, Arnold went to a restaurant in downtown LA to get some lunch and realized all too late he was still in Terminator makeup. Missing <laughs> eye, exposed jawbone, and burned flesh. Oh, surprise restaurant. Can you imagine being a poor person that goes and wait on him? Holy shit, somebody call an ambulance. Well, you know, after the movie came out, they were bragging about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know that guy. Which one? No, I mean, it's the uh, waitress or waiter that actually served him that day. Oh. Although, at the same time, have you ever actually looked up your own name to see how many people are named it? I am there a doctor like and a video game designer. Oh, very nice. I am me. I know. That. So if a Terminator ever had to come back to take me out, I would be pretty much screwed. Would not be as lucky as Sarah Connor, the actual. Yeah, I did. They'd be kind of screwed. I'm scattered all over the place. There's like five of me in New York alone. <laughs> Granted, I think two of them are in New York City, but... Another thing that's nice about the first movie is you get a lot of flashbacks that make sense because of the character Kyle, you know? The other ones, you don't have anybody to flashback. Because the only one that would, would be the Terminator. But, outside I think of, it would have know, been nice to have some flashbacks all Terminator-esque, you know, seeing through, through the red vision and whatnot. I mean, especially uh, certain movie, it would have been nice to, 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 to see him assassinating John Connor. You know. Well, I'm sure we will eventually. I mean, in a way, we did with uh, four. 
Oh, I probably got a little like, chipped at the end. I, I felt that was unnecessary. Although, it kind of, with all the time traveling going on here, it really wonders if you ever will actually see any of this original battle that we re-see through Reeves' character. Because, I mean, with how many times the timeline has changed at this point. At least three so at that point, it kind of makes you wonder if there's ever going to be in the final product any of this history that we see in the first movie. I also like the fact that in this one, like, you really feel the desperation. They took a Cadillac and turned it into a battle wagon. Yeah, not exactly an all-terrain vehicle. Not really, no. <laughs> oh, you gotta love that puppet standing. I I I miss those sometimes. It is nice. I mean, as ridiculous as they look sometimes, because I mean, let's be honest with each other. Sometimes the mannequins look absolutely ridiculous, and you know but it's sometimes a mannequin. it's just. So entertaining watching the dummy ragdoll across the screen and slam up against the wall. It's, it's you know, so nice that you know it gives the actor something to work with. Because you know a CG, nothing's there. So they also, just have to pretend. I, I do have to say, I really want to know how we got out of that. Something that we'll never find out. The Jetsons. Such a good TV show. Something that we do to people still to this day. I know this phone calls it for me, but I'll wait. Well... Hey, given the context, you, you, you have to give it to her. I mean, I, I, I'd let them play it out just for that expression right there. Apparently, Ginger is in for an entertaining night of extreme pleasure with that hunk of man. I also give him compliments on his commitment to what he was saying. He just went right back to Right back into it. He apparently is horny. And the only true android in this movie. You know what? I don't know how many times I've watched this movie without ever realizing that it's him right there. I don't know how you, uh... They didn't make that connection. He just looks so young there. <laughs> also, Lance Henriksen was apparently also originally considered for the role of the Terminator. Yeah, he would make a good robot, wouldn't he? How many people in this cast were considered for the role of the Terminator? Oh, I mean, you know, it is an important role. Apparently, Arnold was supposed to play the role of Kyle Reese. 
So he was actually supposed to be the hero. Yep. I am glad that they definitely put him as a terminal. I don't care what anybody says. Arnold in the role of the good guy, and a skinny Henriksen in the role of the evil killing machine, I I don't think I would have taken it as seriously. Uh, it would be kind of hard. I mean, even with the whole robotic strength stuff going on behind it, it would just kind of, on screen, be really silly looking. What, 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 what the, the, the end fight would have been would have been 20 minutes in the movie. Arnold would just grabbed his head, twisted, ripped it off, thrown it aside, and called it a day. And that would just been a shame because we missed out on so much. No, right? Yeah. People don't let people not go out on Friday nights. Unless you have foreknowledge of a serial killer robot coming after you. Well, that'd be the perfect time. It, 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 there, there's really nothing you can do. You're screwed unless you, I don't know, happen to have somebody from the future who knows how to take down these things also hunting for you? Well, let's face it, though. I mean, in the day without cell phones, as soon as you leave your house, there's no way of tracking you unless you were tracked from your house. Scooter. I was just about to say the 80s when mopeds were in... Style and classic. You know, for some people, they still are. Yes, like aliens from outer space searching for the pirate king. Or just somebody that's on a really, really bad budget. But, you know, some people like scooters. I'm I, just I, I, I have to state, they are fairly reliable and handy for traveling around big cities like L.A. or New York or one of those. I know, anywhere that's really congested. You know, if there's a lot of people, because I mean, really all it is is like a little motorized bike. Pretty much. But they do their job and they do it well. They get like 120 miles to the gallon. They just look so absolutely goofy. It's like a chair on wheels. Poor cops just had no idea what's coming from. It's like Jaws. Fine, I'll call her again. You know, it's impossible for him to do it. Also, you gotta love the 80s. When people actually smoked in movies. Well, you know, this is pre-smoking is super cancerously bad for your health, and if you do it, you're an evil person that worships Satan, and you should feel bad about yourself. I feel her full attention is not on what is going on right now. No, it is not. But, you know, that's a absolutely smashing track. It is. It is. These movies were full of awesome, awesome music. Mainly because they were made when most music was good. Although it was the start of disco. Well, actually, not even really the start of disco. This was 84. Mm -hmm. Why do I feel those reporters would not be allowed there? Well, back in the day, it was a little bit more, uh, you know, loose. 
This is true. We didn't have the TSA or Homeland Security or any of that nonsense. Yeah. It was a much more peaceful world, ruled by punk rockers with stilettos. Nah, it's not heels. The worst thing you had to worry about was Ozzy pissing on things. Mm-hmm. Although, I gotta admit, she handles it pretty close to how you would expect somebody with any kind of an IQ to handle the fact that everybody with their name is dying coming over the news. First thing she tries to do is call the cops. <clears throat> what I like, though, is she thinks along the same... I, I've always liked this about Sarah Connor. She's fairly logical. She thinks along the same lines. Opens it up, looks, oh, wait, I'd rather get some help. Although I picked one phone in the city that doesn't work. With a guy that looks like he's waiting to use it right next to her. I don't know what that guy is doing there. He's just kind of all creepy. You can tell. He was an extra who got way too close. Well, to, uh, you know, I, I know quite a few guys that would probably be acting the exact same way if they were stuck in a room with her. <laughs> Regardless of whether it was filming or not. I mean, it's like one of the most what? cherished female roles in movie history is Sarah Connor. Also, another good call. Creepy dude following me. I'm going to make sure he's following me. Oh, wait. No. He is. He is following me. I'm going to find the nearest person, nearest group of people, and it's stay a, in plain sight. It's definitely a nice alternative to the, there's something chasing me. Let's go to the roof where there's no way of getting out. <sighs> Such a terrible idea. Good old clubs. Yeah, they do it so goddamn often. They do. Technoir. And if it wasn't for the grisly murders at the beginning of the movie, we might see Bill Paxton and his friends in here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you and your five-minute roll. Also, it it is kind of curious as if she would call had it not been for her noticing Kyle stalking her. Because I would assume so, but at the same time, it makes you wonder. Well. Because she goes to call, she and she doesn't. That, leaving that club. Was she going to the nearest cop or nearest cop station? Or was, or was she, she going, going to go home like an idiot and run to the roof and wait for the mass murderer to come kill her? Another question that the world may never know. For midnight snack. Well, she had an active, active night. We heard the description of what he was going to do to her. 
Water. Did you get up there, lizard? Never understood lizard as pets. I, I just, I gotta say, never, never really appealed to me. Yes, Arnold Schwarzenegger walks into your bedroom. You're half dressed. That lamp is going to save you. Well, it's better than just not a metal instead of plastic, but. I mean, you got to give it to the guy, though. I mean, you know, he's putting up a fight for a dude that just got walked in on when he's in his underwear, you know? I, I give it to him. I'm just saying, maybe you should have picked up the whole end table. Oh, in all honesty, in this situation, it really wouldn't have made a difference. And this, people, is why you do not live in your headphones. Hmm. wonder how many people became uneasy about living with anybody named Sarah Connor after this movie came out. I'm going to state probably 50% of them became really, really popular, and other 50% probably hated this movie for the rest of their lives. Mainly because their friends were all nerds. Also, another thing I like about this movie is the gunplay is fairly accurate throughout. I mean, yes, there are scenes where they shoot 90 bullets out of a 10-round clip, but for the most part, spot on. That's the nice thing about things that are kind of slightly edged more towards, like, the hard science fiction stuff like that. They like to pay attention to, like, nitty-gritty facts and stuff like that. I give this more of a semi-realistic sci-fi. You know, they, outside of the future, robots and time traveling, fairly accurate. Oh, well, let's face it. Robots are going to be possible to that grading quality at some point or another. Well, we've already managed to make walking cow robots, so. I mean, I just saw a toy for a car that transforms. So it's just a matter of time. The, the time travel part might be a little iffy, but... The biggest problem with that is we have yet to be able to answer, to answer the question of is it possible, let alone can we do it? Well, it's such a deep subject with so many variables. Because, I mean, if you could travel through time, like, say, Kyle here, when he goes back, is he going back, and when he's the dad, is that how it happened originally? You know, grandfather clause kind of style? Or is it really, as soon as he goes back, as in like the first timeline, it was all normal. As soon as the Terminator and Kyle get sent back, it's now a different timeline. They're changing everything. I thoroughly believe the Kyle Reese being the father of John Connor is what who would refer to as a fixed point in time. Same way as I You're always have thoroughly believe. Yeah, I always no thoroughly believe happen, that so. the war is a fixed point. Well, the weird thing about the war, though, 
is the further the movies go on, the more they seem to make it like it gets pushed back. Yes, the war does change. It always happens. At least two separate times. But then again, I mean, this is more discussion for the third movie, you know, at the same time, that one had exact knowledge of how it was going to go down, and he basically played that out to make that happen. We also do have to give credence, though, to the theory that, like you said, this is a completely new timeline they're in. What they're doing now has no effect on what they left. Which also, you know, there is the distinct problem of they can't go back. So does it really matter? Exactly. But, I mean, at the same time, they destroyed the machine. So if the 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 time machine is destroyed, and as Kyle explains at one point, which, I, you know, I guess I'll probably bring it up later because they go more into the whole time travel thing later on. You got the nice gunfight going on. Yeah, the, the gunfight is distracting because, once again... It is. Semi-real, you know, semi-accurate, realistic gunplay, which, as a shooter, really drives me nuts during movies. I realize for 90% of the people out there, this is not a problem. But for a small percent who shoot these guns in real life and know how they work, it is annoying as hell. It's nice that you get that metallic ting as it hits them. A little detail that could have been left out. This is why I wish James Cameron would make more movies like this. He gets together a good team, and they know how to make the little details super important. You you feel you're in this atmosphere. That is a real robot in front of you. He acts like a real robot, although we have no idea how robots would really act. I'm assuming that's how it would act. It is a good question as to how a robot would act in a given situation like this. Well, from step one. I mean, it is, it is being very mechanical. I mean, it's being methodical. It's going, you know, calculating and all that. Well, he's a robot de- de- designed to impersonate a human. So I would hope in his programming is not acting like C-3PO. Although I thoroughly believe Arnold Schwarzenegger does not need to be a robot to punch through that windshield. Yeah, it's probably a pretty safe bet. Enhanced Arnold Schwarzenegger. Also, interesting, like a tidbit about the cop cars. The L.A. cop cars have two slogans on them. One is to protect and serve. Hang on a second. Damn mouse, I lost it. Ah, ruined it, mouse. (laughs) Sorry. What is this just in the movie, or is this all, like, L.A. cop cars, or are you not sure? This is the cop cars in the Los Angeles police cars in...
and also as a car guy, the car chases are fairly spot on and accurate to what would happen in real life. Mostly because in 1980s and 70s, the cars were built like tanks, unlike the plastic piece of craps we have now. She does handle all this quite well. Especially considering the fact he is acting like a crazed lunatic. The only credence to whatever he says right now is the fact that there is a really large scary guy chasing you. Who's been shot multiple times? This is also true with a shotgun. I don't care what time period you're in, that is creepy. That is creepy. One oh one. And then, if I remember right, the one that gets stopped back the second time is the 800, isn't it? Yes. I believe he might be like an 801 or an 807 or some, you know, not just straight 800. Oh, the 800 series. But then again, that could be the third one, too. Because, you know, on sci-fi, every time they come back, they get upgraded. True. Well, because it theoretically goes further into the timeline. That, that's the beauty of the, of these movies, is the fact that with the you know, very basic plot of apocalyptic robot war, even though, like you said, they destroyed the time machine when they sent them back, it's sci-fi, you can send back as many as you want. New machines, somebody else built another one, contact. Well, it also makes you wonder, though, if two, the events in this one do cause that jump, though. Because, I mean, you know, they destroyed the time machine that he came through. So, what if by them coming back, they changed it enough where that time machine didn't actually get broken because they didn't have to send back a future Kyle Reese because the events of time have changed? You know, you know what's funny about these movies is everybody's trying to go after the, 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 the heroes of the war and the robots. They got it all wrong. I figured it out finally. The way you stop it is you go after a guy who built a time machine. Well, that would stop the time machine. But at the same time, I think the time machine was actually built by Skynet. Oh, probably. I'm sure that, yeah, it was. I think we're talking over him explaining it right now. <laughs> it's all wibbly wobbly tiny wimey stuff. It's nice though. Even the characters in this don't understand the time travel. They just did it.
ever. It's the little cyborg that could. It just keeps on trucking. Honestly, I didn't even want to be here. They just kind of grabbed me and threw me into it. Then I woke up naked. I'm having a bad day, lady. That's that's the one thing about the entire time travel thing in the Terminator series. It gets a little wonky. Is the fact that it can only send through organic stuff. Well, I mean that's that's what they say. Here's obviously the trick of that, and I'm surprised that the humans haven't figured this one out, because it's kind of simple. Obviously, if the Terminator is a real threat, it's anything that's wrapped in organic material. Which makes the question, So if you put something in, like, a cow skin bag, then it's going to be able to be taken through. Exactly. You go over, you or, grab or a maybe, bottle of the Terminator synthetic skin goop. Maybe they phrased it in a way that was ambiguous, and it actually means it has to be living tissue. In which case, I guess that would make it a little more complicated, because you wouldn't be able to just throw stuff in a bag. Well, this is where we take hints from drug dealers, and we insert something into the arm or something. <laughs> Some useful piece of technology. Robot stun gun. <laughs> oh, here's the time explanation. I'm pretty sure he carries the same shotgun in Aliens. I never thought that far into it, but it could be. Of course, with only a two-year difference, the models would probably be very similar. Well, he he carried a shotgun in Aliens, right? He did carry one in Aliens. I don't know if it was that specific model. I, 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 I think it is. I mean, I could look this up on the internet, but by the time, you know, we'd be on to something else by the time I get that answer. By the way, folks, it is this easy. <laughs> it's a bit more complicated, but this easy. Might require a screwdriver. Ask the time traveler if he saw the world that he just described. Totally did. What I love is, along with the sun, he also apparently passes her his crazy visions. Well, she says she has a nightmare about it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the flashback itself was the nightmare about it. Well, she was our portal in the second movie to future visions. Well, that was, again, another nightmare about the whole 
apocalypse of nuclear craziness. Which, who knows, maybe that's what's happening by the Mayan calendar. Who, anybody knows? All those people that think the world's going to just end. It's all because of the software on the internet. Hey, if, you, if you are going to get into John Connor, those kind of ones, thanks to 2001 Space Odyssey, I'm still a little pissed we haven't gone to Jupiter yet. Well, if we built a Terminator, we could send a Terminator to Jupiter. No, we sent a crazy computer in 2001. His name was Hell. Although you would think that if they really wanted the Terminator blend in a little bit better, they would give us eyebrows. Also, I'm I'm sorry. You are a trained renegade soldier. How do you not notice the cop car with the flashing lights and the crazy thing trying to kill you behind you? Oh, he's got a legendary mom talking to him. I mean, that's very distracting. It is distracting. She's a hot milk, but still, flashing lights, three mirrors. They're kind of right there. Got to be a little bit better at this if you're trying to save the human race. Not complaining, he's very good at saving the human race. Just, you know. I love pretty much off. every car he gets into looks so remarkably similar. Well, that's what happens when, you know, GM hands you a whole shitload of cars that, let's be honest, it's the 80s, they all kind of look the same. True, true. Although he does go through an entertaining selection of 80s vehicles. They do make for some pretty good chases, though. They're just so good. Mainly because these cars can actually do this. Yeah. Although we do have to be thankful for movie physics to at least some extent. We do. We do. Like this particular scene right here. Well, between but that yeah, and... That car probably would have ended up in that wall and she would be about two inches thinner. Probably. Well, I mean, if it wasn't for the movie physics, they wouldn't have made it that far because that little car door ain't stopping a slug. Not a 12-gauge slug. Occupants probably wouldn't survive the slugs, but the car actually might have. There's a decent chance. Of course, Just mainly because guys, other than back occupants, in the day, no they did actually make cars pretty strong. So I would say that's probably better construction than it is nowadays on trucks. So I yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it the benefit of a doubt on that one, then. Because modern truck doors definitely would not hold up to that. No. No. They would have slammed into each other twice and half the side paneling would have been gone. And the psychiatric doctor. Who has appeared in everything except for number four. This is very true. This is a 
this is a movie series that had a very dedicated cast. Mm-hmm. If you survived the movie, you were probably going to be in the next one. Not a very polite doctor. Speaking of uh, cast, Edward James almost and Lou Gossett Jr. were considered for the role of Lieutenant Trexler. Oh. Which and the iconic wondering was the black cop. Not just any black cop. The head black cop. I know. Winslow's older brother. No idea where he got the scalpel from. It's an exacto knife. <laughs> Get that shit just yeah. about anywhere. But unless he picked all this stuff up, I mean, we got some like doctor tools straight up in this stuff. I'm assuming he probably robbed an ambulance. Must then again, the Terminator. Huh? You never know. He could have walked into a hospital, shot five people, grabbed a med kit, and walked out. Very true. Some Terminators have all the luck. You have to respect an actor that makes you want to reach into the TV screen and slap him. I mean, that's talent. That is. This doctor, every time he asks a question, you just kind of want to reach in and smack him upside the head. Chef, man, this is good writing. Oh, listen to this. You don't understand, man. Go big or go home. Another thing, he's the only one that's ever actually informed us about it. You never know, the Terminators might have gone in and, like, disabled the bombs or something. That team might have never made out of that place alive. You just don't know. I mean, that's, that's the tricky part about the whole time travel part, is uh, in order to send back another Terminator... Unless everybody went through at the same time, in which case he wouldn't say only me and him went through, because he would have known about it because all would have went through, you know, before it got disabled. Then you would expect the machine is gone and they were winning, 
So theoretically, there would be no more problems in the machine, so there would be no more people getting sent back. But then you wouldn't have, you know, episode two and three of the Terminator franchise. And hopefully soon to be five. Which is why I kind of figure that there's a whole multi-line event going on, the whole Terminator series here. Because by that, by the way, him going back, it then changes small things that add up that make them need to send another one back. By the way, entertaining note, this right here, puppet. Yep. Not a real Arnold. Clever cutting between real Arnold and puppet Arnold, but most of that was an animatronic piece. Yep. Also, another tricky note about the Terminator series, Linda Hamilton has a twin. Does she? Identical. That is very tricksy. Was she in any of the movie action? Um, I know for an uh, absolute fact she was in two, which is going to lead to some entertaining conversation when we do that movie. There's a lot of bits where you think it's done one way, it's done completely the other. Oh, um, that will be No idea. How many scenes in this movie? She might not even be in this one, but she definitely had a major part in two is uh, her sister's stunt double. Huh. Very interesting. Hey, if you're not going to be thorough, what is the point in going back in time? Mm-hmm. Then again, you never know. Crazy doctor in a blue box might pop out of nowhere and just ruin your day. Or save it. Is it truth or is it foreshadowing? Who knows, man? It's time travel. And if it makes sense now, we'll just rewrite it five minutes later. I gotta hand it to them, though. They're really smart cops. Let's not be cocky about this. Here's a bulletproof vest. Uh-huh. The best one we got. Vests and drugs make you invincible. So, gotta wonder why nobody thought to get her the fuck out of the city. Well, you know, he's a crackhead. Or at least that's what they're thinking. Is he's like a crazy crackhead. The only reason he's not dead in the car is because he's so hopped up on drugs he can't tell he's dead. This is true. So, as far as they're concerned, there's no real threat to it. He's just a druggie. I mean, let's face it, the idea, especially back in, you know, 84, of a robot 
from the future coming in. I understand. People. It's kind of hard. Missed by that much. I know, right? Although he does have the new coat on now. Yes, this is where the leather jacket comes from. Yeah. This is also where the favorite line comes from. Yeah. I'll be back. A stifle for most okay. Arnold movies for the rest of his career. Foreshadowing. <laughs> That's what you get for not looking me in the eyes when you're speaking to me, jackass. <laughs> See, it's another little difference between back then and now. You put something like this in a movie back then, I highly doubt there was people going around trying to shoot up police stations. You put something like that in a movie oh. now, and you got to actually start worrying about that kind of stuff. No, no, no. This, this, this is a one in a million. I mean, let's be honest. The only reason he really survived the entirety of this is because he's a robot. Oh, yeah. We know that as logical people. But let's face it. The people that usually do stupid things that they see in movies that they think they can do because they saw it in a movie usually aren't the most logical of people. So then again, it is L.A. They do get shot at with automatic weapons a whole bunch. That they do. Didn't watch him good enough. What I love is he's wearing the Nike knockoffs of Converse All-Stars. I wonder if this is actually the first movie that had somebody using two rifle-sized weapons at once. Um, I would assume not. See, I want to say no, but... When did Scarface come out? I believe you're correct. Do you know? Was that? When did Scarface come out? Do you know? Scarface, I believe, was like 1987. So that would have been afterwards. I mean, obviously, like, all the Westerners we'd used, were used to seeing people with two, you know, handguns and revolvers and stuff like that. Well, the only one I'm thinking of that, uh, 1983, actually, so, uh, could have been Scarface, but okay. the only one I think that would have even come close, but I believe he was reserved to a pistol or dual pistols would be, uh, the Death Wish series. I'm also surprised that not a single cop tries to put on a bulletproof vest through this. There's a lot of things they don't do that I'm surprised about. Mainly the fact that you see him just walking straight down a 
a hallway shotgunning your friends, and you just kneel in front of them and take shots at them? Why are you covered, jackass? Oh, you know, again, they don't expect him to actually be a legitimate robot from the future that isn't going to go down by getting shot. No, but it's a hard-to-believe situation with hard-to-believe reactions. Which, I mean, calmly sitting from our chairs, we would like to think that we would be smart enough not to do that. But from the perspective of somebody that's watching some dude get filled with rounds not going down, I can understand doing some stupid stuff, because that's probably a very stressful situation. It, it is a terrible day. Well, they told us for this timeline's our current setting what it was. Yep. How many people do you think he killed? Like 15? 20? I would say that would be a fair bet. That was a methodical assault on a police station. Let's see, we got two, we got two, we got one, we got at least three there. I think we have another two there. We got at least ten in there. Not, not including all the ones that we don't see on screen. I mean, there, there was at least two or three separate times that he fired down a hallway and we never saw who he shot. Well, if you're so cold, maybe you should have brought that bulletproof vest with you. They went through the motions of giving her a bulletproof vest. The police say she starts getting assaulted and that is not the first thing on your mind. I'm sorry. Uh, in her defense, it She's wasn't necessarily in that room with her, because they showed it to her to prove that, well, maybe he was wearing one of these. But that is true. I don't think it actually really shows us what they do with it afterwards. I mean, it's more surprising to me that with all the gunfire, none of the cops put one on. as an alternative to getting scratched? I'm a manly man. Oh wait, you want me to address? I shall comply. Although he does do quite a good job of not showing any pain for somebody that originally told her that he does feel pain so he should not get bitten by her. Well, we see from his scars he's been shot at least twice. Assuming we have lasers. I mean, I'm also one of those people. I'll frequently slice myself open and not notice until I, where is this blood coming from? Oh, I apparently cut myself. I don't know how this happened. Do you think I'd feel that? I don't. I mean, I guess we could chalk it up a little bit to adrenaline, too. I mean, you're all hopped up in the heat of the moment of getting shot at by a... And also, and you have to figure most is, oh my god, what is that sensation? Well, when it happens a couple of times, you know exactly what that is, so you can easily block that out. Very true. Oh, I just got shot. That feels like a 9 millimeter. Uh, 
honestly, the most annoying ones, toothaches and ones on your fingers, the section of your finger where you're constantly touching something. Like putting yourself on your thumb, the corner of your thumb you use to operate your cell phone. Or any of the joints, too. Those always stink. Yeah, that's what time travelers do. Sorry. He definitely felt that one. Well, that's because all his blood is rushing to another part of his body, <laughs> not his wound. Although, Gary Warder was really flirting with my best friend's mom. But as far as he knows, he's supposed to. I mean, time travel is... I am operating under the theory he did not actually tell Kyle what he was sending Kyle back to do. Well, it's, it's, it's tricky, though, because... It's never said, I mean, Grant, understandably so, because I wouldn't want to brag about it necessarily either, but it's not like he ever tells Kyle, hey, my mom was in the loony bin, you know? So well, it makes you wonder if the original Sarah Connor never actually knew about the war and that things just keep getting changed every time somebody gets sent back. Well, no, I believe she always knew about the war because he, later on he mentions, you know, he's directed, she directly tells him, you know, she trained John Connor, but the question is whether or not John Connor told Kyle that Kyle was his dad. He told Kyle all about his mom. Mm -hmm. Makes you wonder how many people he told all about his mom, though. Maybe he was just I'm assuming he told a fair amount. Maybe he's like, if I had to have... Maybe the original... Although, can you imagine the the world ends, and then all of a sudden you rally around this guy who was destined to fight these robots? I'm wondering how many people thought he was a complete another psychopath when they first met him. Well, I'm sure after a while of getting beat on by robots and nuclear missiles, it would be a welcome thought. Although, again, it makes you wonder, is this actually his flashback, or is this Connor thinking, you know, nightmare dream style about what his future is like. It, it, it's, it's, it's kind of ambiguous in that. Yeah. Because he is describing stuff to her as she falls asleep and it cuts to the a flashback or dream sequence, whichever it is. It's like that, it's like that last dream, dream flashback sequence where he was left burning under a car, or under, tra trapped in a car that was on fire. True. We don't see him Although get we out. Although would, we would like to assume that that was probably an actual event because he's flashing back to it. But, like you said, we're not really sure. We never, you, you never know. It could have been that mech 
but that mech was only 10 feet tall instead of two stories. But at the same time, I love movies like this that allow for interesting conversation like this. Being a human in the world of robots is not a very fun thing. And there's still nothing on TV. <laughs> Actually, I take it back. They got way better stuff on TV. They got fire, man. It's like heat of vision. I, just pop up that screensaver and let it roll. Your question is, if they turn up the knob, does it increase the fire? We're talking a well, propane Of course, TV it's in fire? the future. It is future fire. You could put your hand right through that and it wouldn't burn you. I now, mean, obviously, John gave him the picture. Right. I mean, a situation like that, you know at some point he's planning something. Simon, if this isn't actually like a dream dream and this is actually a flashback, then I would say, yeah, John probably knew that Kyle was his dad somehow. Of course, if you go off of later events from later movies, she does record tapes that tells them, but that would only well, theoretically work if this is all the same timeline and not altering it every time something gets changed back. Another uh, issue with this and some of the later material is in this one, you never really see John interact with Kyle. So for all, all you we know, knew, he just walked down John, the line and oh. he got named Kyle Reese and went, oh, this picture belongs to you and tucked it in his pocket. Later on, they make it out that, you know, these guys are damn near best friends. So. Uh, no, honestly, though, you don't actually see future John until the third movie, I think, right? I thought we got one glimpse of him in this one. I don't think so, but maybe. But I'm pretty sure that's the last flashback. You might be right. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's been a while since I've watched this movie. One thing that got me was I was allowed as a child to watch Terminator with my dad. I was not, however, allowed to watch True Lies, because apparently it was too sexy. Now, for those of you who haven't seen True Lies, the entertaining note on this is True Lies has no actual nudity. True, but there is some pretty racy outfits. I mean, there yes, are. it's just like a normal dress. racy but. outfits. Whereas opposed to this, where if you watch a TV edit, there is nothing really racy at all. No. There's just full-on nudity. I love how it cycles through the options for responses. Entertaining note. That particular stream was made on an Apple II. I believe it. Generally, when it comes to movies, I always figure it's some kind of an Apple product. Not that I'm necessarily, you know, endorsing Apple products to everybody out there. It's just they strike me as the kind of computers people edit movies on. I have been told they make great editing machines, but 
I really feel it breaks down to PC or Mac. In the general defining of those, your profession, and what was the home computer you grew up with. You know, she doesn't want to ask where he got it, but I want to know where he got that lot of money from. Just pocket <laughs> all that trucker. I mean, it's not every day somebody that's been frisked by the cops and everything just randomly pulls a huge lot of money out of his pocket. Although I'm sure it probably belongs to whoever he took that coat from. But I don't know, man. His son was able to hack ATMs like a freaking pro, so... Well, it's because he was taught. Never know, though. That might have been a trait handed from him to her... To John. Maybe, but I don't think he really has enough time to uh, teach all that stuff in one movie. I don't know. With the amount of tapes she made for him, which, thank you, Salvation for Heaven, it the amount nice. of tapes that she made for him, I get the feeling there is a lot of, like, the time we do not see these two, he is instructing her about the war. Although, I do gotta say, because we were talking about the nicety of the puppets versus the modern CG and stuff. In the fourth Terminator, when they do manage to shop on Arnold's face, I had no idea that that was a fake Arnold head on that. This is true. So, I mean, I'll, I'll give it to the modern stuff. When it's done right, it's done very nicely in ways that they really couldn't just do back in the day. Well, the biggest problem with that is you got the ones who just do it cheap for the sake of doing it cheap. You know, they're just too lazy to put the final polish on it. Those are generally the ones I have a problem with. I also have a problem with, like, Star Wars Episode One and Episode Two, where there are just some scenes that are clearly computerized. And all they needed was the extra polishing touch to make them look real, but he left it with a digital wash, and it's annoying. You don't need to CG every room in the building. Build a few sets. Give some painters some money. Throw some plywood up, slap some paint on it, and go. But no. And while you're at it, you watch a little hot paint box the cast of Terminator. And then you get ones like uh, Lord of the Rings, where it's a nice mixture of miniatures, mock-ups, models, puppets, well, CG. In some defenses, some of it is to do with budget constraints, too. But at the same time, I mean, movies like this, especially when it gets later on and you start getting to the claymation part. I mean, yeah, the claymation isn't exactly the most spectacular-looking stuff ever. But through time, I mean, you know, and things that it annoys me when, like, modern people are like, oh, it looks terrible, I'm not going to watch it. I and mean, for the time, that was amazing. I, I honestly mean, feel this movie for that kind of stuff. You wouldn't have a lot of the movies with the crazy, fun graphics and stuff now. I mean, if it, if it wasn't for Jason and the Argonauts and the, the claymation and that peaking, you know, Peter Jackson's interest, would we ever have the Lord of the Rings movies? The biggest problem with those is is the fact that 
I really feel, and no one asked me for specifics because I cannot think of it, there are only one or two movies that are really unwashable. Saying, I can't wash that, it's just bullshit. You're not willing to use your imagination just a little bit. I mean, if it's like a super bad plot and acting, then I can understand it. I mean, I'm a fan of B-movies and everything, but sometimes you just got to stop moving and say, I can't do this. But I mean, you know, you know, you know, it's a class. The, the CG in that movie was superbly done. And then we get to the part where we have to wonder, Netflix... Are you the TV edit, or are you the normal movie? I would imagine normal. I am going to be pissed. I have not thought of this. It's more than likely the normal movie. Most Netflix movies are. They don't seem to care so much about censorship. I mean, they're like 90% B-movies, and we all know what B-movies entail for the most part. So This is true. Which is a better way to find a classic like this. I mean, you find the classic movies like Terminator and stuff like that on there, and all of a sudden it's, it's a great day to be alive because you got a good movie that you can finally watch. And oh, the The romantic connection. Where saving the world also involves getting yourself a girlfriend. Or at least a good hot fuck. He has grown up listening to stories of the great Sarah Connor. Which, again, back to your question of if, well, your point really of if he knew before he sent him back, it really makes you believe that he probably did know if that was the case. Just, just, you know, it's one of those that makes you think, if he did know, what the hell was going through his head this entire time? It's about a little bit awkward. I imagine he probably wouldn't want to think too much about it. Because who really wants to think about their parents going at it? Not most people. Well, it's not his parents. Well, they're John, but at the same time, you know. Although as far as, you know, your standard movie romance scene, it doesn't exactly start off as the most romantic he has seen. It's sad, though. This, this, Kyle Reese never grew up with video games, or he might have heard about them from a book or something. And this is like a perfect video game plot. Dude, gotta go back in time. Save my mom. Oh, and knock her up. Have fun. Yeah, that is, that is pretty true. Although, I mean, it's it's one of those things. Because... As we go through the movies, we see, you know, the tapes, and she tells him who it is and all that. But we never really know if the original Connor that sent him back 
knew or not. We know the one that resulted from all this did. Destiny and fate, two really screwed up sisters. Mm-hmm. Program check 15. I hate dogs. Did you say you hate dogs? Well, that's that's program 15, is I hate dogs. That's Oh, this is that's my guesstimation of Terminator. It, it sounded like you said you hate DOS. I don't know, man. If I had to be the computer to mess up all that code. I mean, how many? How much beta testing by Skynet was done on the Terminators? Oh. I applaud Kyle's choice in uh, getting away vehicles. Not as fast as a bike, but it's a tank. Also, I love the tense, digitally music. Yeah, it's very fitting. I mean, you're being chased by a robot, life or death situation, high speed. Last thing, Cameron. Really good at getting people together. Create the masterpiece. I wish he would create more movies like this. Well, if I remember reading right, we'll have to wait through at least four more, three or four more Avatar movies before we get any other movies. Although the rights for Terminator have been bought by another company now. Oh, so uh, they will probably spit out at least one at all. He's, yeah, he, he's, he's apparently had three scripts handed to him, and he's like, no, 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 no. The, 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 you need to come up, you need to raise the mark a little bit here. Because I know he was so. talking to Spielberg about it, and I know uh, Cameron and Spielberg were talking about how if they do it, they should. he should do it, focus more on the, uh, the 800 model. But... I never really kept up with it after that because I'd rather just have a Terminator movie pop out and be like, oh, sweet, Terminator movie. They were talking about doing an animated one for a while. That never happened, though. Eh. I don't think but, it would have the same... the same flair. I mean, honestly, the, as, as easy as it would be to work out in a TV show, I just... I mean, they've tried. I'm definitely going to give them that. They have totally tried doing the TV show of Terminator. What with the, uh, you know, the summer glow and all that. But I just don't feel like Terminator is a good TV show. The biggest problem with that is here's a great Terminator TV show. TV show based on the war. Well, that would work. Because you'd have your futuristic aspects, and you wouldn't have to worry about the whole time travel thing. So, I, I mean, feel with, with the TV show they did, they try, of course, do it in modern times. So you end up with somehow like a Terminator of the Week feeling to it, which kind of just 
makes the entire aspect of the time travel seem really overused. Well, that was the problem they had, and honestly, I feel pretty much any... The, the biggest problem was Terminator movies that came out, the, the last few in TV show was one and two were about were dark movies about that running for your life, you know, situations, and they really kind of lost that. Like the third movie, most of it took place during the day. For some reason, there was just not this much. I just the third one danger. got to the point where, like, with the bad guy, it just got really cheesy. There was that. I mean, like, the first two Terminators kind of take themselves sort of serious. You get the feeling that the third one just doesn't really care. I mean, I know, I understand, there's a lot of people out there that actually think, really like the third one. I'm not going to say think it's the best, because I might be pushing it there, but I know that they actually, you know, really enjoyed the third one. And I'm not saying the third one's a bad movie. It's just compared to the first two, it was really more of a humorous movie. It was. It was very lighthearted, and I think that was the problem with it. And, I mean, the only thing that was really annoying about the fourth one, per se, is that it just, at that point, I think everybody really wanted to get to the point where we're in, you know, the Kyle future with the lasers and the, the graveyard of robots and people everywhere. And instead, we got just, like, a slight step into the future of everything. The biggest problem with that, though, was we were just stepping into the future, and then we end on such a heavy goddamn note. I mean, it's like, okay, make up your mind. You're going to be a lighthearted movie or you're going to be a serious movie. You cannot be an intermediate of both. You cannot build. Well, I mean, the steps for the seriousness were on the way the entire thing. So, I mean, it was, it was a nice kind of a little journey movie of sorts. And it, it did kind of bring up the thought-provoking questions, similar to some of the moments in the first two movies. But it's just, at that point, we think we're done with all this intermediary stuff. We're going to go straight to, you know, Terminator Final Wars. And it's only a slight drop from three, so you, you it kind of throws you off at the start. Although, we are about to hit the claymation part. Yes. Of which we actually mentioned earlier. I'm really Although, glad that when they went in and digitally remastered these, they were very careful on what they digitally remastered. It is nice. They could have no... gone full bore with it and replaced everything with new computer animation, but no, they... I mean, for the most part, they kept it pretty much the same. Yeah, they just sharpened it up a bit, added a new soundtrack. It was more for the audio than anything else. At least that's the way it felt. Although, I do wonder how much of that full burn that just happened was an actor... And, like, when they actually switched over to a uh, a mannequin, if they did. I mean, I was assuming I'm assuming they had to at some point. There was a lot of peeling. 
mean, that was a good 15, 20 second burn. No, if you remember correctly, he told you it was a robot. Mm-hmm. One nice thing about being a robot, fire is not as big a concern as it should be. Very true. Also, I'm pretty sure this is cutting between statue and claymation. claymation. Animatronic and claymation. Yeah, they are really good at that in these. Aliens, another one. It does make you kind of wonder if, while it's walking behind them and it's claymation glory, if they're doing a rear projection of it or if they just added it later on. Because, of course, I mean, right there we got a nice mannequin shot. But there's moments while we're in the hallway here and while they were, like, while it was standing up where it shows both them and it. Well, one telltale sign is if you look at the uh, scenery behind them, it gets really kind of, uh, like, that is obviously the claymation. But this right here could very well be the mannequin on a cart being rolled against the door. Right, but I'm like, as they're closing the door, I wonder if they're using rear projection or if it's just like they had the green screen at this point in time, you know? I think they're looking at green screen. Which is sad that the rear projection went away. So, again, it was another way of the, the actor being able to see what was going on, you know? Can you imagine the, the I mean, there's obviously certain scenes where they were not shown what was chasing after them because it hadn't been made yet. And you got to give them credit. You know, some of them are able to go, oh, here, look at my laptop. Or, you know, back in this day, look at this mainframe or here's these still photos. This is what's chasing you, but. Yeah, they do quite a good job of acting. But, I mean, again, that's, that's one of the downsides to doing stuff with the CG is, most CG things are added in after the fact, so your actors have no idea what to react to. Like, and Lord I think Rings. That's, that makes it lose Fellowship some of, of the, the Ring. Uh, they did not have the model for Gollum until after the Fellowship was shot. But they did have a person there in the suit. So I mean, they at yes, least had something they could interact. But the physical actors did not have an image of what he, the final image of what okay. he was going to look like. They so just had goofy to do it in all suit to them, but. At least there's something there to react with, you know what I mean? With some of these lower budget flicks where they don't even really bother with that and they just add monsters in, it just gets to the point where it's like there's there's nothing there to represent it. The actors have no idea what's going on. Be careful, the little tennis ball is chasing you. It's a ball on a stake. Ooh, it's so deadly. So it's, it's kind of another one of those things where it was nice when you're watching the older movies, because you can see them reacting to things that they can actually, you know, see and react to. Oh, the Terminator does move very quick to catch up to them with that limp. And I love the eye dilation. Like, it's not something that's really necessary, considering that's a robot. But I like the fact that even though it's a robot, they still do the dilating of the little robo-eyes. I always kind of took it as he's zooming in and out and running all sorts of scans. The one that 
kind of entertaining me at the particular moment is the flaps on his back. His arms aren't really moving that much, but there's two flaps flapping back and forth. Well, maybe it's for the uh, the hydraulics underneath the uh, the neck, like the because uh, you got the the back hydraulics going down. I assume into the back, and it does move its head quite a bit as it's walking around. Can you imagine how screwed the universe would be if Kyle had drank a shit ton of Mountain Dew that day and had a low sperm count? Yeah. Somebody else would have had to get her pregnant. Which probably would have been a little hard to do, considering everybody thinks you're crazy when you say a robot came from the future to try to kill me. Even though technically there is proof of its existence floating around, and they just don't want to share it. This is true. Sarah Connor, always jacking up her leg. Mm-hmm. But at least she didn't do it by tripping. Oh, that just seems like it would be painful. It was all jagged. But hey, at least she's safe. Better go check on Kyle. Get a stick. Poke the robot with it. I have to say, I feel they got ripped off. This, this industrial complex factory of sorts should totally have a fire axe laying around someplace for them to utilize. He actually made it out pretty decent considering that he was like right on top of an explosion. I mean, yeah, he's dead, but he's not like shredded like the Terminator was. Oh, wait, we're not safe. It's still alive. Persistent little shit. It is. It's a robot. That's what you got. Well, my robots. Although it does turn into a veritable snail race. Which, even though it's so slow-paced, it still does maintain a good level of tension. It does. I just noticed that it still has the thumb on the left arm. Or at least a piece that hangs off as though it was the thumb. Well, I am a little curious as to what this little factory actually produces. I'm assuming some some sort of, like, metal stamping. Another main character power of being in a Terminator movie. Always end up right next to an industrial complex conveniently located within a five-block radius. Oh, there's always needs for manufactured goods. Those eyes. I mean, 
red glowing eyes like that came a stifle on all kinds of things. That attitude. Also, 80s. You die with good punchlines. Durable fucker. It is. Of course, I would assume it's future metal and not just everyday normal metal. There's the Andy little nuclear reactor batteries, too. They survived that crushing. Well, the battery was in the front, I suppose. Now, here's my question. Did they like arrest her? Did she spend any time in jail for this? How did she explain her way out of this one? Well, honestly, you say I got attacked by a futurist robot. There's a dead robot right there, so it's a lot easier to believe at that point, I would imagine. But they just, like, let her go with, you know, signing a paper saying I will never talk about this. Maybe. Because, I mean, they do make a big cover-up of it. That, or maybe she just escapes from the hospital. Because, I mean... They obviously had this to take to a hospital. But at the same time, after a kid is born, they throw her in an institution. So I would assume that if she kept talking about it in the hospital, they would throw her in an institution and we wouldn't get this. So I would imagine maybe, quite possibly, they either released her, maybe gave her a fine or a slap on the wrist or something, but that was probably about it. Or she managed to get out of the hospital and run away in her renegade jeep. Well, technically speaking, he could really send anybody back, and as long as he told them to do his mom, it wouldn't really make much of a difference. <laughs> Oh, that would be a very awkward conversation, I'm sure. Hey, and when you're there, do you think you do my mouth? That just has to be an awkward conversation beginning to end. Right? Although, we can assume that this is probably the bridge of the stint of time she does in Mexico that we never see. It would take place sometime in between one and two. Yes. Doesn't look like no $4. I mean, you, you have to hand it to two. They do a pretty good job of telling you what they were doing in between. Very true. Well, really, it just kind of ties in with a single line, but 
I know there's a storm coming, the likes of which you don't even know. That background. You haven't had to a movie that can end on multiple notes like that. It does. Of course, had the second one actually been done the way that the they had wanted to, we would have never actually had a third one. Because if you get to the director's cut of the second one, they actually have a scene that they got rid of that would really prevent all the other Terminator movies from happening. This is very true. But I mean, at the same time, that's, that's one of those things where you would still have the first movie, and the first movie stands up against time. I mean, it is a good movie. It's one of those movies where it's especially good, you know, it's the middle of the night, you got yourself some nachos, maybe a couple friends over. Hey, what do you want to do? I know, let's watch The Terminator. If you want to get deep with it, you can think, you can start talking about the time travel and all that. If you don't want to get deep with it, you can just sit back and enjoy a nice little action thriller. Little sci-fi fan in there, Got go right it. for it. And I mean, yeah, it's got its moments. Some of those claymation parts are really jaggy, but it's claymation. I mean, that's that's if you compare it with movies nowadays, where sometimes even CG looks yeah. that bad. So, it's thing is, though, is you offset that with how well done Arnold Schwarzenegger's face was when he was ripping out his eye. You know, and I mean, the, the casting, even, when it came down to it, they did a great job with it. I mean, throughout the movie, you've been talking about how they were talking about, well, maybe this guy should be this and this guy should be that, but the way that they ended up, I mean, after watching them, you couldn't imagine anybody besides Arnold being the Terminator. What I love about this movie, though, is never once does it break? You know, the whole thing is done, begin to end. It feels like a regular, everyday suspense thriller that just happens to be about robots from the future. Well, I mean, really, you don't even see any of the robot parts until, well, on the Arnold side Half of it. Half hour to the end? Yeah. I mean, up until he gets shot enough where he pulls that off, and you're like, wow, he really is a robot. I mean, obviously, we get the scenes where you can see from his vision beforehand, and you can tell he's not normal, but or just the fact that he gets stabbed and does all this crazy stuff. But it's it's nice that they didn't overuse it. We're like ten minutes in, all of a sudden, there's just a robot walking around Los Angeles shooting people. Yeah, and the best part about it is probably half of the decision that was budget reasons. 